Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington, and I'm excited for this interview today. We have my good friend, Marty McLeod. And unfortunately, it's a, it's a story about a Google update. But you might remember Marty from a few other appearances. One of them, he actually had a site that was hit by a Google update, was able to recover it over the course of a couple months, and it's been one of the most popular episodes in the, the past year or so. Today, we're talking about the September core update and the product review update that kind of rolled out in parallel. So Marty was working on an all-info site, and it was just starting to take off around the September timeframe when, unfortunately, the traffic dropped by about 75%. So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about his strategies to recover the site and get back on track. And Marty, thanks for joining me today. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it, as always, Doug. And for the people that don't know you, can you give a little bit of an intro of how you ended up you know, working on niche authority sites full-time? And we'll, of course, link up to the other appearances so that they can go back and listen to yeah, some of yeah. those uh, interviews. So yeah, what's your story? So yeah, just a quick and quick and easy version. Uh, so I used to be, um, my background is engineering. Uh, so I was basically working in a small company, had had a couple different jobs in the past in the same field. Uh, I was very unhappy with the stress. I was burning out a lot. So starting at about 2017, after I took uh, your, your course, in fact, I started one site and then a second one. And for about two years in my spare time, I just strictly wrote content and worked on the various things and tried different stuff. And then about two, roughly two years ago or so, I, uh, I was able to leave my job and I'm actually overseas now. And I awesome. travel when I'm like, yeah. Very cool. And, you know, one fun fact, Marty and I like lived kind of in the same area. Uh, yeah. We didn't know it at the time, but we both were in sort of technical fields in like, I think we worked off the same exit in Georgia yeah. and, it, you know, kind of small world. And because I still have family in Georgia, I occasionally go back. Marty and I met a couple of times before yeah, right. he moved away. So it, uh, it is a small world out there. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. So let's hear about this site. So uh, as we did uh, already mention in the intro, this the traffic dropped a lot. Can you tell us about the origin of uh, the site and kind of what your vision was and kind of walk us through the early part before September came around? Right. So this was my first big go at uh, scaling up. And so I, I took the approach of a purely informational site. The plan was to grow it uh, using mostly long tail keywords and going for those uh, little keywords that don't ideally don't have a lot of competition or are underserved or whatever the case might be. And then to just keep pumping out more content, ranking for getting more traffic over time and then monetize it with ad, uh, display ads like I do in my main sites already. So I was in the process of getting that successful and I just monetized it when I started to get hit the first time and then, and then later second time and <laughs> nose dive. Okay. And yeah. how much, uh, when did you start the site and how much content was there? Yeah. So I have 340 posts currently. And, uh, that was, uh, what was it like? Uh, okay. This, that was like, uh, probably about a year and was it maybe a year and three quarters. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, like uh, I think it was early last year. I did. Okay, so so almost two years. Yeah, I guess that's about right. Okay, and when you say it was starting to take off, how much traffic was it getting, and what was sort of the trajectory? Because that's you know when you first started on this stuff, and when I first started, you could build a site and and get traffic pretty quick. It still can happen. In fact, uh, someone who just enrolled in my course, like a few weeks ago, she's getting traffic after like three weeks or so, which is bananas, but it can happen. Um, it's a lot more rare for a site to start getting significant traffic, like really quick. So yeah, walk us through the trajectory a little here. Yeah. And I I should preface this by saying that, uh, on that particular one, and I'm not 100% certain why, but possibly because of a, in, a pos- potential uh, plug-in issue I had at the time. I had issues with ranking, so it kind of held me back for a okay. while. But at any at any rate, so by the time I had got to, I think I got had already gotten before somewhere, somewhere past 200 posts, maybe let's just say 250, 260 or something. I was already uh, I'm already with MediaVine, so I was able to qualify to sign up the new site with a little bit with uh, like close to 25,000, but I was already approaching 30,000 visitors a month. And I, I was already at 35 before the update. And I was approaching 40,000 a month. So once the traffic started going, I kept steadily, you know, going after more content. It was just rising up continuously and it was, had a good trajectory until this happened, you know, pretty much. Got it. Okay, so 340 posts, all informational. You've been yeah. chugging away. It sounds like consistently yeah. publishing, you know, Pretty through the whole time frame. Yep. Okay, so h- how long was, you know, each piece of content, or can you give us a range to understand how many kind of words were out there? Sure. Yeah, actually, at one point, I actually graphed it and have the data. I took the, uh, and this is one of the first times that I've gone after shorter content links based on what was rankings ranking at the time, the top top five, for example, top 10, top five. So as short as 500 uh, words, on average, just to say about 800 to 1,000, some are 1,200, maybe 1,400. But I found that for a lot of these types of keywords, it was very common, not, it was some, or excuse me, it was somewhat common at this point in time that Google is ranking very short articles. Okay. So by the time I got to 340, I had a fair amount that were below even 800 words. You know, I would okay. still take the same approach for how I, I do the outline and the content though, but I just didn't think I needed to be, have so much verbose, you know, so, so much, so many, I'm not trying to force a word count in there basically. Right. You know? and, and quite a few of those got in the top three actually, you know? Okay. And I like that. And I like, you know, there's a lot more publishers that are aiming in that direction because that's, you know, hopefully what people want. I know when I search for something, I don't want someone's life story when they can just tell me the answer. And I also don't want the answer buried at the end. So I do put your answer at the sort of at the top in like one sentence. Okay. Yep. So I love this trend and I like that Google is uh, up until September, apparently rewarding this (laughs) in the, uh, the visitors like it too. And if you use like, um, like Google, uh, like voice, uh, search or something like that, then you, you, um, you know, you need those short answers. Otherwise, um, Google can't tell you the answer. Okay. So 
relatively uh, shorter content. Who who is writing the content? Uh, in this case, I was using uh, still using one or two content agencies. Uh, so I was I've been do- doing that way for a while, uh, but I've you know always trying to something new. So okay. uh, I've ha- I've had mixed results with that. Uh, I did so. Oh, I just, for my my starter sites, I do have some starter sites. For those, I was using uh, Writer Access. Okay. Uh, as well as the other for a little bit or trying out a new agency, what have you. But for the main one, it was for the most part one agency for a while. Okay. Uh, and you, we won't mention it. You haven't mentioned it yet, right? Because we're going to. Oh, I mean, uh, I don't mind. I mean, I, <laughs> or, I wish, well, I actually, like, don't because it sounds like we're probably okay. going to shit on them. <laughs> yeah, you're no problem. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, we, we haven't mentioned it yet, right? No. Okay. Good. We have. All right. So we don't know. I don't know who it is. You obviously know who it is. Um, do you think the content agency's uh, quality was subpar in any way? I mean, you, that's a lot of content. Yeah. You're a busy dude. Um, you probably didn't get to reread or rewrite every single thing. So yeah. How do you feel about it? Uh, you know, I do go, I go over pretty much everything with my eyes because I usually have to do some small edits, just like uh, putting in a table of contents or whatever the case, but I like to check it, do a sanity check. That re- which reminds me, you have to be careful with some places uh, or even independent writers that they'll stick their affiliate links in your content. I've had to go in and t- take those out. So that's a big, but uh, I've, I've uh, for, for this point in time, I'll edit quite most of it. I do it myself. And I've I had, at times I've dis- been disappointed with Native American writers who, some of the stuff they do sometimes just it was just it was a little disappointing to be honest with you and i'll have to clean it up and i don't like that yeah you know and do you think um it's just the the business model of like working with an agency where <clears throat> the owners have to make a profit they have to hire admin people project managers other like paper shuffler type folks and then they have to hire people which obviously it has to be whatever yeah. uh really pretty cheap so do you think it's just the quality of yeah. the writers or something else i think that is i think it i think i was thinking about that before and i think that i i think that's probably true and i think that that there it's not quite as stringent for the quality standard as they would have you believe that there's bound to be some percentage that don't really do the best job you know you you should be able to expect better i don't expect perfection by any means at all but you should you should have a little bit better like uh, the sentence structure is not good and sometimes I've caught mistakes that shouldn't be there. And that's, it's like sometimes the process is not accounting for things as, as much as it should, even though they may advertise that it is this great thing, you know? Right. Yeah. And it's, it is uh, dangerously easy to set up a content agency. Like there's oh, well. people just pop up. I mean, I get, I get pitches all the time yeah. for folks that want to advertise and I mean, they, they pay a lot of money. So at some point I may like test it out. But the thing is, I actually turned away a, a large sum because they sent me samples. And I was like, guys, this is so, this is so bad. You're paying me and I can't even do it. Um, so I, I returned the yeah. money. <laughs> it was, it sucked. I was, um, <laughs> but I was like, why did you even send me these samples? Like if, if I didn't let I me, mean, I asked for them. That's why they sent them. But I was like, couldn't you just send me like something good that I could at least pass along? But this was garbage. Um, mm-hmm. so that said, I mean, it, it's tough because 
it is the business model and that's how it has has to work but it's so easy for like basically anyone to set up a content agency like they don't have to know what good content is they just needs to be able to like sell it put up a sales page and it's rough out there okay now secondarily do you think any of the you know writers were potentially using an ai tool to speed it along did you see any evidence of that uh i was suspicious at times uh it wasn't a lot but there was definitely some times i can't prove it but i'm very suspicious because i've used those i played around with those tools before i experimented with them so it had a at times the the syntax and the the way the content was coming together was just gave me that feeling so i i suspect that there is they're trying to cheat a little bit i i suspect that what they're trying to do is the writers themselves are trying to save some labor and take the easy way out and submit an article to the system once it's completed with that using the AI tool in the process. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I've started to play with the tools and they're very good. And I don't think uh, unless there's a, you know, pretty severe, <laughs> like grammatical error, like those don't show up. Yeah, that was a bad sentence, but basically it's very rare where the AI tool just completely fucks up grammar mm-hmm. or spelling or repeats itself. Yeah. Like usually it's pretty solid. It's just kind of generic and not, yeah, that's right. yeah. So like the sentences could be a lot stronger and like straightforward, but you probably won't find like repeated words or fluff specifically. Um, okay. Yeah, that's true. So all this together, the content was from agencies. It should have been written by, you know, real humans, probably some editing process before it even showed up. So that's just curious about the content. And you feel like most of it was pretty good. You you did go over and correct stuff. Okay. Yeah. And I, I have sent some back occasionally. Yeah. Okay. Now, what have you, um, actually I'll back up. Anything else on the content side, uh, notable images, like it sounds like a shorter form content. Are you putting in custom images or anything like that? Uh, so I, ha- I still have a VA to do the images, but my current plan, once I get past this site restructuring stuff, because it's occupied quite a bit of my time, I'm almost there though. Uh, I was kind of, kind of have a game plan where I'm going to add some more images like infographics, which I wasn't doing before. Uh, I'm going to go for that as well. And uh, on the content, I do have other ideas about content not related to images. Uh, so, you know, which I, I want to try experimenting with an on-page optimization tool that's entity-based entity instead of just the uh, machine language or NLP. I want to see how that pans out. Uh, okay. So, you know, I want to do that. Cool. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. So before we move yeah. on to what you're going to do, um, anything else notable about building the site or uh, the journey along the, you know, almost two years? Yeah, you know, I think that one of the biggest pains in the behind was when I originally had that SEO plugin I used to have, uh, they got bought out and they were screwing around with updates and stuff. And I think it possibly called, caused indexing problems for my site. So I guess I, my advice would be is, if it's a brand new site, probably while it's still in the sandbox period, I would probably 
lock it down so it can't your plugins that could potentially do that you can lock them down with a plugin in wordpress to prevent them from being forced anybody from forcing an update because that's what happened to me they're not supposed to do that but they did it got and it and they and, and and then they took away the previous version so i couldn't return i couldn't roll back they took it off the wordpress archive pages yeah it was really shady really shady so i got burned with that that was just really bad timing okay so now i'm, I'm really careful with plugins, uh, if I think it's something that's going to screw up something that cause you know cause an issue, I uh, I'll set it. I'll just uh, check a box, and I don't have to worry about it being updated without me my permission. Because got I've I've got burned a few times in updates. All right, it, and I have know, heard that. Um, and on some of my sites, I actually do have like the auto update set. Um, knock on wood, it hasn't burned me, um, but the plugin that you're talking about, even though we were trying to be cool about the content agency before, what is the yeah. SEO plugin rhyme with? Oh, <laughs> so the, the one that I had. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is it rhyme with? Uh, <laughs> fall and sun. Okay. Gotcha. I don't know. If All right. Yeah. <laughs> so we pr protect protecting the uh, potentially innocent, okay. the alleged plugin uh, debacle right. here, but yeah, I mean, I think Yoast did that with, uh, remember, I mean, it must have been six yeah, years ago I with the, um, yep. like the image stuff. Yeah, so yep. people can look it up, but the the details are uh, roughly a setting changed on uh, the Yoast plugin where I think images were now indexed, like the URLs for each of the images in your media library were indexed so all of a sudden you had potentially like hundreds or thousands of new index pages that were just images with no other content is that kind of what you remember marty yeah i remember okay. that um, <laughs> did you get caught up in it no no I, I got rid of it way before that for various reasons plus i saw how they responded to people people's concerns and they weren't very always very nice about it you know, it wasn't <laughs> yeah but, so it's not surprising yeah Okay. So anyway, everyone kind of look out for that. And like, like a lot of things, you can get away with it for a while. And then uh, some update on a, on a, on a plugin yeah. is going to get you somehow. It's only a matter of time, really. So, okay, cool. Any, anything else before we move on to your strategies to improve? Oh, uh, not nothing in particular I can think of. Okay. Yeah, nothing noteworthy. Yeah. Great. So it looks like you have uh, roughly like a three pronged plan or at least a couple uh, highlight points that we're going to go through. So what are they? And then we'll, we'll dive into each one. So yeah, what are the three areas you're, you're working on? So, uh, so when things came about, uh, this recently stuff happened, uh, it's always been on mine already that my sites could be structured in a better way. Because when I originally did it, I just used some category pages that I threw pretty much almost everything into one of the three, three or four or whatever. They were too generic. And then uh, recently, you know, I started thinking about topic clusters. And now that machine learning is coming into play with search engines much more, even more and more and more, you know, uh, we're seeing a lot of it going on in SERPs and search results. You know, you, it's very noticeable sometimes. But I thought, okay, so I heard about semantic SEO before. So I thought, okay, I'm going to restructure my sites for topic clusters, do tight uh, clusters for relevant content with within with a parent page and and so forth. Uh, so I've started working on that, and then as well as uh, cleaning up a lot of the 
uh, internal links on the site in general, hoping to reduce my crawl budget, you know, for the sites as well. And uh, let's see, uh, so I'm, I'm doing clusters in that type of linking, internal linking, plus I am working on making sure that everything is as much as possible is something that can be interpreted by a search engine uh, as an entity. It'll understand what the thing is and what the content is related to. And, okay. Uh, the, and once once I and once I did that, you've you'll end up with little groups, and you can say, "Okay, I see with this, I I shouldn't have focused on. I shouldn't have done that. But these, I, I should keep keep growing these. So now I have a game plan as far as the content itself, what I need to focus on it. Okay. And let's when you say entity, can you define what that is and maybe give an example? Right. So an entity is just a, an abstract concept, a way of saying a thing. Like uh, a car is a thing. And then there's a particular kinds of cars. It could be a brand. It could be a Honda. It could be a Chevrolet. And then we can have more varieties, variants uh, underneath that, that. But a machine learning can understand that a, what this thing is pretty well these days. And, you know, and therefore can determine relevance to the entity or the thing uh, could be a person, a thing, or some other subject. There's a, there's a number of types of entities. And then down, kind of tree, like a tree downward. And that's the concept. That basically, the idea is that uh, when for searching it to interpret what is on your site, uh, it's able to determine, ideally, it should be able to determine what this content, what this main topic is, and what these subtopics are relevant to that, and how, and what, how much content re that's relevant to that is contained in your site. And the idea being to increase the relevancy and the authority of your site with at, by adding more and more and more very relevant content, as opposed to the, what you might call the cherry picking keyword way, which is where you just go try to find any keyword that's easy to rank for, regardless uh, for the most part of uh, whether or not it's relevant, tightly relevant to another group of, of articles you already have. Okay. Got it. And I'm going to, I'll repeat back and maybe try to give an example to make sure I understand and crystallize it for the audience. So the car example that you gave, you know, uh, maybe automobiles, and then you mentioned like the, the make. So, you know, Ford, Chrysler, Honda, Lexus, whatever. And then there could be, you know, subcategories underneath those, yeah. which would be maybe like a crossover, uh, electric, small SUV, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you could like narrow it down to the different, yeah. different areas that way. Of course, there's crossover and you could organize a site differently, which is kind of what you're talking about. So is that generally the idea where you're, yeah, that's right. you're classifying things specifically? And you also mentioned... Yes parent pages, which makes me yeah. think of the, you know, quote silo method that yeah, that's right. has that's been right. around. So if people aren't familiar, you have a, you know, an actual page, a parent page in WordPress, yes. you can have child pages, and then you get the URL hierarchy structure. That's, you know, very uh, kind of rigid. You know, if you, if you would take yeah. that approach, uh, if you mess it up, you'll have to, you know, yeah. move a URL over and do a 301 redirect. Yeah, so is exactly. that what you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. So uh, the advice that's out there by reputable people in SEO is that uh, originally I was going to use the uh, hard URL, hard silo, where I have my little 
parent page and my sub sub page sub parent pages within the URL structure. But because I have two existing sites that already have a bunch of backlinks, I don't want to have issues with losing you know the backlinks. So I'm using a soft silo where everything does is linked in the same form. It's just not for it's not hardly coded into the URL. Perfect. So I don't have a uh, I wouldn't have vehicles. I want to have a URL with uh, vehicles, trucks, you know, Shirtley, such right. and such. Instead, I had them linked, so it still crawled the same way. Got it. Essentially, if you look at it on a diagram, it makes sense. Right, and that's perfect. I'm glad because you heard it from reputable reputable people who are not me, right? Not me. <laughs> Yes. Right. Okay. Right. So just, just to clarify that, cause I've actually said that for years, thank goodness. And, uh, basically you can build a strict silo, but it's yeah. kind of complicated and hard to adjust. But if you just link in the same way, you get the same benefits and the way you described is yeah. perfect. Google or search engines would crawl that in the same way as a strict, you know, hard silo, with the full, you know, hierarchy in there, but it's, it's kind of a pain in the butt to set up. And if you ever change it, or if you make a little mistake, yeah, I did this, you, you end up with a weird URL. That's like, you know, it's like 200 characters long. It's, it's too much and doesn't make sense. Like once you get to that point, but you don't know what you're going to publish in the future. So sometimes you, you yeah, set things exactly. up. I was wrong. really worried about that. That was exactly what was on my mind because I know what could happen. I was just, I thought, uh, I think the cons outweigh the pros in that case. Yep. You know. Very hard to adjust. Okay. So you've been working on that. Um, are uh, you, I mean, 340 posts, did you have like a clear way to organize things? You know, I just had to kind of dig in and, and decide how I was going to handle this. Uh, so I've already been keep, been really good about keeping track of the, the posts and their URLs and their parent uh, topic or parent keyword, whatever you know, whatever, as well as a little bit more of other data. Uh, I ha did have to, uh, I had to figure out how I was going to handle this because, man, I thought you know, I started off with the one, I started off with a very small site just to get an idea of how I want to do it before I dug into the big one with the three hundred forty eight posts. So what? I was kind of struggling with it because although I've already used uh, some formulas in Google Sheets, which are more or less identical to Excel, Microsoft Excel formulas, I'm using Sheets. I have my site, all the post in Sheets. Uh, it turned out it wasn't going to be as easy as I hoped because I, this because for this concept, you know, we need to group things based on the topic or the. In this case, I can just say, for lack of a better word, I can say the entity or the main topic the actual words, you know, and I, it turned out that I had to learn about how to use a query function to pull the data from one sheet to the other in a nice way so that not only could I do it without having to spend just days working on it manually in the future, if I add more articles, it'll automatically be updated and grouped easily. So once I figured out that that was possible, then yes, I had the idea right in my head. I knew what to do and the rest was just executing it and figuring out little things to help me be, more productive and, and do it with less physical manual work over as I went along. You know, there's okay. quite a bit of learning here, you know, in right. addition to what I had done before. Yeah. Okay. And you know, the other thing with doing things manually, especially from a spreadsheet where you're looking at dozens of pieces of data, 
um, you're going to make a mistake. <laughs> like there's no, yeah. there's no way around it. Like, even if you're, yeah. uh, otherwise you have to like, whatever quadruple check your, your work to make sure you didn't make a yeah. mistake. Um, it's just, exactly. it's too easy to copy and paste. Oh, right? definitely. <laughs> so. I misspelled stuff and those would not get picked up by formula because I spelled them wrong. And so <laughs> it's, it's interesting that, that part of the awesome things that you can learn how to do in, in a spreadsheet are not just the actual work, but checking your work. That was yeah. one of the most beneficial things, figuring out how to do that. So now it's already in my sheet. I already have it all counting. I should be able, I should be able to see. It, it tells me how many articles I should ha I have, and I can say, okay, that's correct. If not, I know something is is something's wrong, and I can go find it. And how much work I've got done out of all of them. You know, I can tell how many, I've, how, what percentage of work I've got left. Got it. And so forth, yeah. Perfect. And everything's like uh, or organized by topic cluster and topic and subtopics and yada, yada. Okay. Yeah. Now, oftentimes, especially when we're looking at a project like of this size, you have hundreds of posts. Do you have to do everything or could you? look at, you know, I'm, I'm basically talking about 80, 20 this, or at least a smaller yeah. portion. So could you focus on the, you know, the two most important topic areas that are most important to you? And you see that that was getting traction and just work on that portion of it without cleaning up the rest of the site. Any thoughts? Yeah. You know, that kind of occurred to me on, along the way. Once I got to a certain point where I felt like I had the, the, basically I had the game plan of how to implement figured out the high level stuff, like the, you know, that more abstract stuff in, in the topics and yada, yada, probably what I need to do myself. But it occurred to me that really moving forward, uh, I should be able to ideally uh, just do the planning myself and have someone else carry out the work, you know, because a lot, because a good portion of the time was just implementing these little bitty things. Once I had it ready, mm -hmm. it really was. You know. Okay, got it. Uh, yeah, so you, you definitely made a good point about that. Yeah, and and I don't know. I, I'm actually going to be kind of testing it out. Like my uh, one of my sites was hit in a minor way, like maybe half the updates in the last year or so, mm -hmm. maybe less. And I think there's only portions of this site that really matter. Like some of them, you know, the, the post may get a little traffic or they used to. And I think just focusing on like the main couple topic areas, you know, 20 yeah. posts out of 200 is probably yeah. going to be enough. And I'll let you know in the future, I'm not sure how it'll pan out, but it kind of, I mean, it kind of makes sense if Google's looking at the topic relevancy for a certain thing. And then now that's been improved and is updated and it is relevant and the site's structured properly and linked properly. It makes sense that that would do better. So, but yeah. I, I don't know though. So we'll see. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now you've had a, a little bit over a month and you know, these updates for the people that, um, knew that they came out. There was a September 12th core update that finished on September 26th. And then September 20th was a product review update and also finished on the 26th. So they kind of ran in parallel and it was a, uh, it was a scary time as people were wait, waiting yeah. to see what was going to happen. And yeah. I mean, you still never know, but yeah, what have you gotten done? Cause it's only been about a month here. 
Uh, so I spent, well, uh, distractions aside, like getting sick and stuff. Uh, let's see, uh, mostly, uh, this, this took me quite a bit of time. So I was, uh, spending, wow, a lot of hours burning the candle, <laughs> the midnight candle, uh, uh, on this a lot as well. Actually quite a, it took me about two weeks. I was just researching, uh, uh, the game plan of how I was going to approach this and what I actually needed to do because what happened was, uh, you know, I wanted to start off on the right foot. Uh, but what I, what was really interesting was for years, I've been articles and videos out there about things like content planning with clusters and whatever. But what I was disappointed to find out was very few of them actually specifically help you understand how to actually execute it per se. There, you know, the, the general ideas aren't a problem, but how do you actually do this in a good way? So, you know, it took me some time to find the right answers until to get to the point where I felt like uh, I was confident in, in to actually start doing the work. So it, that took me quite a bit of time. That was like a week and a half, two weeks or something like that. You know, I was reading and searching and watching videos. Finally, I got some that helped me, you know. <clears throat> okay. And... It's interesting that you mentioned that. So what, what Pete, so you did all this research. So just distill it down yeah. into one, one minute answer for us. Now I'm just kidding, but basically it is just the internal linking, right? So it's like yes. you find your yes. keywords internally link. Is that it? Pretty much. And, and you're, you're dealing with relevancy. You're everything within that cluster is very relevant to each other. Yes. Okay. And yeah. Pretty much that. So with your with your method, um, do you link? Let's say we have a the parent page and we have the child pages. So right. I'll get us started. The parent page links to each of the child pages, right? Yes. Yes. What do the child pages link to? They link to the parent page as well as uh, there's different ways to interlink. But I took one of the plans which each parent each child page links to each other uh, sorry uh not to every single one but uh each we'll just say each child page links to adjacent ch child pages okay I, and i should preface i should also say that there are cases where that's not recommended like i you know some some advice like from kyle roof of if i was trying to rank a uh a bit, uh, my main page was a money page. You know, we said use the word expression money page. That might be different. I might not want to interlink those like that. It's a different situation because I'm doing informational content. As okay. a matter of fact, his advice was not, not in that case, he would not re have recommended it, but that's not an issue in, in, in this case. So it's pretty much downward linking, internally linking, uh, and then the child, child pages link back up to their parent page. Okay. And I'll just clarify one thing. So the, the child pages, they'll, they link to like two other child yeah, pages, that's right? What so, I, that's what I did in this case. Yes. Okay. And the, the most yeah. highly relevant, right? So when you, you peel back your, and take off your SEO tinfoil hat, you link to the most relevant child pages that yeah. are closely related. Yeah. And when you, when you think about it, it's like the visitor would be interested in those very closely related topics. That's why you link to it. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah. And, and as a matter of fact, uh, I took some examples from some really nice ones, like on the Ahrefs, they have like a, uh, some, some stuff like a blog, you know, the websites with blogs, they may have a, a main page, 
for some, it could be a tutorial with a number of child pages that are like steps of how to do something. I've seen those. That was a good example that I found on another guy's website uh, that helped explain the concept. Uh, and so I did it in such a way that it looks, it's well done. It's not just haphazard. You okay. go into the parent page, which they may not even ever go there, but the links, it, it's done in a way that it makes sense. Okay. You know, I have them sectioned off, you know, like I do, I, in my case, I did uh, subtopics like a, uh, like a, well, let's say it was about clothing. You would have a pants, shirts, and under each section, you could have those links to these, these child page. Uh, they're all relevant to the parent topic, you know. Got it. Okay. Just organized in a way that the reader would find it makes sense, you know. Would you ever link from a child page to its uncle or aunt? So the, the parent's sibling. <laughs> you know, I heard two different things about that. So I think I might want to get a second opinion about that because uh, I think, you know, sometimes you just have to use your, your best judgment. But I saw somewhere, and I can't remember specifically where, but it was suggested that if they're very relevant, that linking from the, the one parent page to the adjacent parent page, like the aunt, as you might say, can be done and it makes sense. Yeah. I haven't, haven't done that currently. I don't think I may. Ha I don't think I really had the applicable this moment, but I'm sure it will come up. Yeah. Well, I, so, so you mentioned the parent page, but in the, the sibling yeah. page, but I'm talking oh, about I'm the nephew, oh, nephew or niece to oh, the aunt okay. or uncle. Um, I, I have to, I am actually doing that. Okay. But when it turned out on the crawl map, when I, I check, cause I checked my work very carefully cause you'd be surprised what you find, but uh, I checked my work and the crawl map is still appears because I don't have it hard coded in the URL. It still appears as an adjacent. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. So even though, even though technically it's, yeah, it's a right. sub but nephew. Yeah. You would say it still shows up as one of the adjacent clusters. Okay. So I, I that that I need to work on, I think. <laughs> okay. And, and I think that's <laughs> um this is another one where I think technically, like as a rule, you shouldn't link to the uncle or okay. aunt page. However, okay. like we're saying, if it does make sense, if it's actually relevant to whatever the post is, and the searcher the visitor on the page would potentially be interested in that other topic. I think yeah. it's probably okay. But like, as a rule, okay. like if you're implementing this, I think you are supposed to keep like the, the child, the child, the children pages, like a link back up to just the parent and nothing else. I think that's what you're supposed yeah, you to do. <laughs> should definitely see my uh, before and after crawl maps, my visual diagrams, because before when I, when I got started, I, I took a snapshot of it just to have as a reference for later. And you know how you get like your Christmas lights out at Christmas time and you didn't sort them out. You just put them in the attic and they're all jumbled up. <laughs> yeah. There's so much just stuff yeah. just all over the place. There's so many tag links and this link going there. And now it's very nicely laid out. It's very just, wow. you know. Okay. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, one of my sites, like the site that I was mentioning, like I know I'm not only... I'm linking out to like a lot of external resources, which at the time yeah. maybe were relevant, but I know I need to remove those at this point. And then I also link to a lot of internal references that don't adhere to the, the idea of linking up to the parent page. So mm -hmm. like, I didn't realize until we were talking and I, I'm thinking of like all the links and references. I tried to create like really useful, like resource pages 
And <laughs> from an SEO standpoint, I might, I might be shooting myself in the foot because I'm just linking to a bunch of external sources, a bunch of other stuff all over my site, which are okay resources, but from like the topical relevancy standpoint, it's yeah. kind of a, it's a mess. It's a total I took mess. mine out uh, for now, but I, th- I realized I could always go back and put them back in if I wanted to. But I, if I do so, I'll do it in a better way than I did before. I'm sure. sure. Okay. You know, it's funny what you can learn in just a month or two. So Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So you are mostly working on that. You have yeah. um, a pretty decent game plan. Okay. Have you, well, what percentage done do you think you are since you mentioned you had a pretty solid uh, uh, status sheet? Yeah. 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 Actually, because I keep getting more productive as I go because I keep getting better at the spreadsheet stuff, uh, changing, tweaking little things. Uh, even got a guy on Fiverr to help me with one issue I had because I couldn't figure it out. On my, I couldn't quite get it right. So that actually helped too. Uh, so I've got, uh, the, so we're talking about the three sites. I've already got two done and I'm about to start on number three. Okay. I just, gotcha. I, I've already just got my data lined up in the sheet and is ready for me to start working on the, the actual site. Okay. So once you get going, it's pretty fast, right? You're removing links and adding some others, basically. Yeah. Once you figure out what to do, I think that was the kind of the learning curve. What, what, how am I going to do it? Once you get in the routine, once you've got it set up so that you can actually just carry it out, it is a bit monotonous, but it's actually pretty easy. It's just that learning curve at the first part and implementing it. And then after that, it's not bad. Okay. Yes. Well, of course, it depends on how, how big it is, you know, but yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you're doing, you know, hundreds of pages, it sounds like, right? Uh, yeah. The, these these two have like a hundred and something each. So they're not going to be, they're, they've gone a lot faster, actually. Okay. I, I'm better at it. Yeah, yeah. But it is a little mind numbing after a little while, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. How, how do you stay motivated? So it was very exciting as you were trying to learn and you had a, you know, fire yeah. underneath you, like really motivating you. You started solving problems. You started learning. You pulled together more information and like things were clicking. So how do you stay motivated now that you're at that plateau zone where it's not so interesting and it's more yeah. mechanical? Uh, I, I'm one of the people who is really, was well, I guess I still am working on it, but uh, who is really bad about not taking breaks. So I ended up trying, around, uh, trying out a Pomodoro timer. That I, I've seen a guy, I saw a guy use one in Mexico and he swore by it. So I, I, there's a website is, has a really good one. It's free. It's super easy to use. So I started using that to help break up the work and go outside and take a walk or something, you know, that, that helps. It really does. It's also because if you get a lot of eye strain after sitting in front of the computer for hours, you just feel like you don't want to keep doing it. So this, this is good for that as well. You know, and, uh, Sometimes uh, I listen to music in the background. That's something that's not distracting. That mm-hmm. tends to help. That that definitely helps. You know, it's interesting what you can listen to. That keeps you, helps keep you in a good mood. Uh, and I try I try to keep good uh, health. About you know, I, I work out. And I, the nutrition has helped me be in a good mood, so I don't feel like I'm tiring out too much because that just mm-hmm. compounds everything. You know. Yeah. But cool. M- more like moderating how much I'm working at a time has helped a lot, and. Uh, trying to enjoy it more as opposed to feeling like it's drudgery. Okay. There's always going to be some, but I try to, try to make it a little bit more enjoyable. You know? Right. Cool. Well, that's a good um, segue <laughs> to at least tease the audience here. Uh, Marty will be joining me for 
a productivity discussion and it'll be, you know, there's some, we've, we've learned a lot over the years of uh, yeah. like what works and what doesn't work. So we're going to talk about that and probably go more in depth. So, and it, I feel, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, this is work, right? Like you get paid for, it. you wouldn't sit and like yeah. mess with a spreadsheet just for fun yeah. and not get paid for whatever, eight hours right. a day, for like six days a week or whatever you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. All right, cool. Well, let's see any, any other things that you're working on with the site? Um, you know, once you get the restructuring done, any other things you're going to look at? Uh, I did some already. Like I, I kind of, I did, made some cosmetic changes for the first time. I use a page hero, customize my generate press theme a little bit, uh, made it look like based off of an example I saw, I would, I try to make it look a little bit more, uh, how can I say it wasn't bad before it looked pretty good, but I try to give it the more polished look than where it was in the past. I was more open-minded and I said, I don't have to be sticking with this necessarily. Why don't I take a good example and put my version of it that makes, make it looks very professional, more authoritative. Cool. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to carry that out on the others as well. Now that I know what I like and, uh, gosh, what else? Uh, uh, I, I, oh yeah. Uh, what I've started doing is keeping track of the word count of the posts because I didn't do that before and I regretted it later. So, uh, you can get a simple little WordPress plugin to show you the word count of all your posts and you can export the data and you can, then you just can copy and paste it in your spreadsheet. Once you, as long as you can get it sorted in the right order, that's nice to have because you can come back and look at the big picture later if you need to. Okay. You know, things like that. Cool. Is that a free plugin, by the way? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's there's like several of them. Okay. Uh, yeah. And the uh, export plugins are, are free also. They're really useful. Okay. Export to spreadsheet, uh, like a CSV, uh, Excel file. Okay. You can do all kinds of cool stuff with those, yeah. Okay. Really helpful. Good to know. And yeah, if someone's like selling selling their site, it, that is like a nice extra piece of data. There's X number of... Yeah, it is actually... Um, and it just shows like you're kind of organized too. And I feel like a yeah. potential buyer would feel better if you just have all the information like right there instead of, ah, I didn't really yeah. know what I was doing. And it sounds pretty straightforward to grab this data. So cool. All right. Well, uh, Marty, good luck on the site. Is there, there anything else that, you know, we didn't cover that you want to mention that's part of the plan here? Oh yeah. Uh, so I'm going to start uh, working on, uh, backlinks and I got your Hiro course and it, uh, even what little I've, I've gotten to at this point because I just got it it's already looking really really good so I recommend people check that out as well awesome thanks for the plug yeah we'll put a we'll put a link for that and I'll snag the at least uh, what people should search for for the plugins you know we don't specifically endorse yeah. them because I haven't used them but you know people can probably uh, use those plugins those do sound interesting well awesome Marty it's always good to catch up and like I said good luck on the site I hope Thank you. Um, you know Google kind of I mean yes, <laughs> the, this is uh, crazy uh, uh, talk about Two, two sucker punches in a row, right? Or three, I guess, technically. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. And we, I can't remember if I mentioned it, but the site that, you know, you did recover, uh, that we covered before, it is still uh, yeah, it's where it's really supposed to be. Really steady still, okay. yeah. Yeah. So that, that worked and that that's good to know. Um, and there's an episode where you go over everything that you did. It wasn't easy and it took a, a couple months, I think, yeah. but the site recovered and that's that's the most important thing, so. 
All right. Cool. Is there anywhere people should find you, Marty? Or you're kind of under the uh, radar, right? I actually keep a fairly low profile. Uh, Good. Because it just has it. It's, I don't like, I like to be friendly to people, but it could get really distracting, hurt my productivity. I just, that doesn't help. So All right. I'm always happy to help somebody with a genuine question, but I kind of, yeah, I kind of keep a low profile to answer yeah. your question. Good. Yeah, you should do that. So if you have a question for Marty, then you can leave a comment over on YouTube or yeah. you could send an email feedback at Doug.show. And next time Marty is on, we can go over your question or questions. So thanks a lot, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to The Doug Show. I really do appreciate it. I mean, I'm just sitting here at my computer recording stuff and uh, you're listening to it. And I think that's awesome. If you enjoy the show and you know someone who maybe would be interested in it, please let them know. I think it would be fantastic if you help spread the word. If you are not signed up for the Niche Site Project email list, well, you're in luck. All you have to do is go to nichesiteproject.com, click the green button, enter your name and email address, and I'll send you a bunch of cool stuff about affiliate marketing, productivity, including all my templates. If you happen to not be subscribed to this podcast, please do subscribe. And don't forget, I welcome your questions. So you could send uh, your emails to feedback at doug.show. I got that really cool domain, doug.show, that's it. So feedback at doug.show. Or I'm going to leave my voicemail number in the show notes. So all you have to do is give me a buzz, leave a voicemail, and then I'll potentially put you on the air. So looking forward to it and we'll catch you next time.